welcome to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host. Before we get started today, I want to remind the relaunchers in our audience who are actively looking to resume their careers to look up on the irelaunch.com website our job board and register and post your resume there because that is where employers go specifically to find people who are returning to work after a career break. Now on to our conversation for today. Today, we welcome Chula Linu, a senior controls hardware engineer with Train Technologies. Chula, an electrical engineer, took a 10-year career break to raise her three children before relaunching her career in 2019 in the inaugural cohort of Ingersoll Rand's Relaunch Career Reentry Program, which is now run by Train Technologies following a 2020 corporate restructuring. During her career break, Chula ran a food business called TRRUB, which we're going to talk about uh, in a little bit. And professionally and technically, her focus is in new product development, lifecycle engineering, quality, and supply chain. We will speak with Chula about her career path, her career break, her career progression since participating in the relaunch program, uh, and a a few other topics too. Chula, welcome to 321i Relaunch. Thanks, Carol. I'm so glad to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you, and maybe we can start by learning a little bit about your career background uh, prior to your career break. Sure. Um, so, hello, everyone. My name is Joella Lienu. Like Carol said, um, prior to having the 10-year career break, I, um, I, I came into the U.S. from Cameroon to study electrical engineering. Um, I did, I was going to study engineering, which I did. Uh, I had a bachelor's and I had a master's degree. I finished my master's degree in 2009. During that time, I worked as a research assistant, um, teaching assistant, and I worked at Burns and Mac as a internship program with the, the energy, um, energy group. Um, and when I graduated, when I finished my master's in 2009, the economy had changed. A lot of people were losing jobs. Uh, right. As an international student at the time, I required visa sponsorship to work in the U.S. Um, and because of that, not being able to get that, I stayed at home. Um, I stayed on my husband's visa, an H-4 visa that allowed me to live in the U.S. but not work. And during that time, I, I took care of our kids um, and did some food sales. All right. So um I so it's almost as if you you were very highly educated. Um you had a little bit of work experience, but you really it was almost like a launch uh as opposed to a relaunch. Would you characterize it that way or or no? Yeah, I'll characterize it that way. I think I'll characterize it that way. Um the difference the difference I see in it is what what I brought to the table being um, a, a, a new person in the U.S. and dealing with all the changes and right. um, staying through school and working through, through school um, in the in the technical field and uh, also out of out of school. So 
not necessarily with the company, but within the school structure in research and uh, the internships I did during that time. Right. That, that makes sense. So um, I guess I, I will edit that to say you, it is truly a relaunch that, that you were doing um, after that career break. And that was a 10-year career break. It was a long time to be away from a technical career. Um, but before we get into that piece of it, I want to know if you could tell us a little bit about the food business that you were running uh, during that 10-year period. Sure. Um, so my, I have three boys. Uh, they're really close in age. And about the time the oldest and the middle one could go to kindergarten, um, I would do some, some West African snacks during nighttime and uh, got a cottage food license that would allow me to go to the farmer's market while they're in school and sell those. And then by the time they were getting out of school, I would pick them and then we'll mm. continue through our day. That's one thing I did. I also, maybe during the evenings, would go out with um, people who, who pay for my service, really teach them how to use coupons to shop uh, <laughs> and reduce their, their grocery, grocery bills. And uh, sometimes people would just order food for me directly and then I would make that for them and they'll pay me for it. Kind of kept myself busy the best way I could. I enjoy cooking, so it was neat to use that, even though through it all, I knew what I really wanted to do was to be back using my technical degree. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about how you remained connected or didn't remain connected um, on the technical side uh, of your engineering profession while you were on career break uh were there um any was there anything that you were doing to keep up or was it pretty much a break during that time from your professional focus um yeah so because of the work the desire that always had to be in the technical field i never let go of the technical side i read journals i received i um enrolled in stuff, registered my God magazines. Another thing that worked for me was the, is the fact that my husband is also an electrical engineer. Mm. So I've had that exposure with his own community. And I think I was very blessed because most of the ladies that worked with him knew I was, also, knew I was an engineer and they would bring me into events and conversations like let me be part of it. So I had a lot of support from the system around me that for the most part, um, they, they, they saw me as still doing engineering. I was one who had to tell myself every time that truly I might not be working right now, but I'm still, I'm still in this place. So I really had that support, um, in my community. That is so unusual and really interesting. Um, and great that you had that support in your community where, people were treating you and respecting you as the professional that you you were when you went on the career break. And even though your perception of yourself might have changed during that time, their perception had not changed. And the idea that, well, it sounds like you're making an effort to stay current and constantly learn. And then you're also having the opportunity to have these conversations. That's right, Carol. Like, um, I think I had a lot of support. People believed in me more than I did in myself about even the possibility of returning. Uh, they will ask for my resume. They will send me jobs. 
they mm. will talk to people about this person. And all along, I'm like, but you all know I've, I've been out for some time. And this is the statistic. You know, if you've been out this long, you probably can't get back. But somehow it didn't. And it really encouraged me because they were in the field. And sometimes that's what I will use to say. If they need right now, they still believe that I can do this whenever the time comes. Maybe I should not give up on myself. Mm, so important. Uh, well, that that's amazing and uh, and a really uh, critical piece uh, of the of the story. So people are get, are sharing with you jobs on a consistent basis, um, having these conversations with you. At what point did you decide that it was the right time to actually act on this and look at some of these roles? Um, just because I never left um, the, the space and wasn't voluntary. When my youngest, I, I applied for jobs, you know, here and there. But when my youngest started kindergarten, it was clear to me that I, I got to find something to do myself. And yes, I was doing a business, but it still, you know, it still felt like there was, I need to really put myself out there in terms of going back into the, into the technical space. And that was the time I, I took the FE exam, the electrical um, electronics FE, so fundamentals of engineering. Um, passed that, and I, it was a booster. I think it was a booster on my resume because usually it's a preferred requirement on most jobs. And but I still had a few, some few months went by after I passed the exam in terms of even getting interviews or getting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that exam? Um, I'm thinking it's a very challenging exam and because I, I think I have heard about other engineers taking it. What kind of preparation did you have to do for that exam? And how did you approach taking it? Were you, were you nervous going into it or of the way you studied? Did that make you feel confident? How, how did that part go? So one thing I like to say is like, if you know how to ride a bicycle, a career break is like you get off the bicycle and then you get back on. Mm -hmm. um, so I really had that, first of all, the support system around me that throughout the years, you know, made me realize so I can still do this. But for anyone in a technical field and just any field that you're in before you take a break, you have given time to this stuff. You've mm -hmm. studied it, you've learned it, you know this thing. A break does not take, take it away from you. You've just taken time away from me. So when it's time to study, the, the biggest thing was to create time as a parent to study. Um, but I knew if I could go back to my books, these things will be, they'll come back to me because I, I studied, I got my, no one did it for me. Uh, so what I did at one point, I had my parents and my aunt and my mom visiting so they could watch the kids for me during the day. I'll go to the library. Yes, it's a challenging exam, Carol. It's everything like the whole four, four years degree programs, mm. mathematics, chemistry, physics. I'm doing the exam for electrical engineering. But you do you just do everything science in it, the mechanics of it. Um, I think maybe chemistry, ethics. So it's a broad range of topics, uh, math that you need to go into and uh, know those fundamentals, and then show up into the yeah. Wow, what a credential for you to have coming back in. Um, not only the credential itself, but all that preparation you had to do to study for and then take the exam. I'm guessing, did that feel like a, a critical and relevant skills update or are you covering topics that you wouldn't 
normally be using it in, in the job? I'm covering topics I won't normally be using in the job, but it's topics that you, you did at school. So it's critical. There are people um, in different levels of engineering, even more advanced, that haven't still done the exam. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it's an exam that um, people are, are encouraged to take right after they graduate, like right after you studied, you know, you're working on those subjects. But after see. that, the, the probability of making it just keeps going down. Okay. And then do people take it twice? Like if you had taken it right after you graduated, but then you wanted to sort of use it again as a reskill or upskill, would you have taken it? Uh, would you have still done that? Or do you, would you only have, say, I already took this and, and got this credential? I would have taken it again because it will show in currently that it's not 10 years ago. Um, I still know this because the next exam after that, there was a PE, you get a PE license. So you need at least four four years of work experience as I one think. qualification to do that exam, uh, which I didn't have. So if you have the exam before your gap, there's still room to to um, take it if you're considering going back to, to work. It, it, um, having that exam or passing that exam, having on my resume, it opened more. I did more interviews. I had more calls after that. Not job offers, but... And uh, there's a little bit more traffic in terms of response yeah. to my application. Um, I just want our audience who's listening, who might be um, in a similar field, to think about what Chula is saying here about uh, taking or retaking this exam and what it, what it represents on your resume, how it helps you be more confident and gets you more up to date. There's, there's a lot packed in there with taking that exam. So, all right. Well, that's that's very interesting. So, okay, you've taken the exam, you've passed it, you started to be, uh, you started applying. Uh, and how did you go about applying? Were you applying to um, traditional roles and career reentry programs? Did you know about them or did that happen later? What, what was the timeline there? So I, I mostly uh, applied to um, the regular jobs. They were not career reentry programs. At the time, I didn't know of the career reentry um, jobs, uh, but like I, like I talked about my support system, I found out about the career reentry program at Ingersoll because I have a dear friend who was just a support. She's also a senior chemical engineer, mm. um, but she saw it on, on another friend on her friend's LinkedIn profile oh. that Ingersoll was doing the career reentry program. She had never heard of it before. And I was just coming off um, an interview that seemed it was really going to work out, but the job, the job got canceled at that interview. So she was a little bit concerned, didn't know if I would go take her up on that again, but she sent it to me and I, and I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to apply to this and we'll see how it goes. So mm -hmm. that, and when I received that, knowing that it was career reentry, I did my resume at the time to include in the business that I'd worked on um, because I knew, okay, talking to the interviewers, HR at this point, they know there's a gap on my resume and I can speak to it in terms of what I did at that time and not necessarily try to cover it up. Right. So you made some adjustments, which we we recommend now in terms of even more, like calling out career break and then putting some of these um 
whether it's a an entrepreneurial venture, whether it's a side job to bring in extra income, volunteer work, um, or uh, any skills updating to put it under that heading. Uh, this was a few years ago, so you're doing an early version of that. Uh, and obviously, you, you, your resume and your background took you to the the top of the pool there, and and you got interviewed. What was it like to be in that interview situation? And um, was it a technical interview, or what were some of the questions you got asked? Yeah, it was both technical and just um, um, behavioral, and just also trying to know my story. Mm. And that was the first time out of my friends, I was hearing that um, I'm strong, my, my story, I have a powerful story. Like, there were, those interviewers were feeling inspired. And I, I, I was like, okay, I think I need to understand what they're saying. Because I was used to that in my circle. But I didn't know it for myself, that there's value out of not working all these years. Mm. Someone in the technical space would see it or connect with it. So I, it was very emotional for me. I really tried to not cry through some of it mm-hmm. because they, <laughs> yeah, they had me go to some of those places where they were intrigued and you know, and I heard people say stuff like, "This is inspiring. It's your time to shine." Like people out of my circle believing, you know. So I, I really can't speak to what they saw. But that was the nature of the interview. I interviewed with eight VPs at the time um, mm. of, of engineering programs throughout the Ingasoran um, co- company, mm-hmm. um, HR, and just had different people talk to me. And, and I also remembered um, someone highlighting the fact that I just done the FE also and passed it, like in that in that conversation. Um, I had questions about the things that I had done to stay, um, the journals I read, things I have done to stay. Um, up to date in the technical field. Um, not really much there, some um, electronics, because I did move into electronics at the time when I joined Ingasora. Uh, but for the most part, uh, it was a whole picture, the whole journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can just hear in the way you're expressing this that it was probably like surprising and refreshing to hear people talk about how this was such a an important part of your progression at career, your development as a person, but really validating the career break. Whereas before you kind of felt like, I can't talk about that. (laughs) Exactly, Carol. That that was it exactly because until then, it felt like career break, don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Why? You should be ashamed, you know. Mm -hmm. But that was a space where it's like, no, you should be proud of yours. In fact, I am proud. Yeah. Yeah, actually, we can talk, we'll talk about that. Um, do you carry your relauncher identity with you and um, be someone who's willing to have your story featured in the public domain? So how how has that evolved for you? Oh, I carry it with me, you know, um, because I know that there are so many people out there. I even have them in my life. People are still close to me and still don't feel they can start something they thought you know, years ago before whatever break, they can't just go back to it because of the break. So I carry my story with me because it's my story. Um, and I feel like people can benefit from me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the fact that it's been embraced also helps me uh, <laughs> to share more about it. 
So in most settings, I will introduce myself with the fact that I had a 10-year career break before returning to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, your what your role is with the train technologies relaunch program now as someone who's been uh, was in the inaugural class and you know has been back at work now for a number of years but before we get into that can you remember back to the early days of the program itself like maybe the first couple of months and talk about what kind of support you got on the technical side um and how did that feel to be back in that technical role um and when did you feel like you kind of got your sea legs? You know, you were you were kind of comfortable and sort of ready now to move to the next level. Tell us a little bit about that period. Sure. Um, Inga did a great job with that first call in the structure. We had executive sponsors, managers, mentors, and these were people we interfaced with, like maybe weekly or biweekly basis. Um, and they're very aware these people have worked with interns and uh, just worked as people leaders. They were aware of where we're coming from. We had a three-person group at a time. We were very close. We were all on the Davidson campus, almost like the same story, a break and the same feelings, the same, I might not get back into this. And we find ourselves, and that was really um, helpful mm. in, the, in the program itself. And from the managers, um, they tried to, the, I can speak about my mentor. They tried to put you at ease. It, for me in particular, it was, uh, well, you're looking at that book, the difference between what you're studying and what you have to do. So don't leave the mommy skills behind. Don't use, leave the, the caretake, whatever skills you've been using. That's, it's, you, you use those here also. So don't get lost in maybe integration or differentiation, like the science of it. But high level, can you understand? I remember my director at the time saying, just know, know our product. <laughs> oh, interesting. Know, so know your product. Yeah, know our product, know our product line. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the support I found out throughout that work and a lot of work I did really stemmed from knowing the product, the variations between um, one product line and the other. That, that was where value really came from um, at the time. And for me, I remember overthinking was a problem at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, just overthinking and just knowing I'm just one minute away from falling on my face here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but my mentor was, was awesome. I remember her telling me also. So there was overthinking. And another thing I, my mentor helped me with was owning the program, not just waiting for what's next. So she, she, she kept it in me. She said, you have to drive this. It's a 12-week program. What do you want? You have to ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two managers at the time, and he said, um, okay, you need to be clear about your, your deliverables. What does success look like? What does a win look like? So without that coaching, um, I think I would have just been dancing around the leadership about what do you want me to do today? What's next? But she made me say, hey, this is a chance you have right now. Own it. Do not be afraid. You can't be afraid right now. Like, step into it. It's, a, it's an amazing opportunity. Um, and you want a full-time position after. So she was really, she was kind. And uh, a female, also, she was kind, but she just stayed t- telling me about owning 
my relaunch mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is one of the unique parts of being in a career reentry re program is uh, what's put in place to uh, for that transitional support. Uh, you know, you talked about your cohort, you had a very small cohort for the first time um, out, which we often see even with very large uh, companies. Uh, but this is a life transition on the personal and professional side. And you form bonds with your cohort members like that are can be lifelong. Uh, yeah. And it, it, the technical space is fast paced. Uh, everything. I, I joined a group where I think a week, a, the week after I joined, a senior engineer left the group. Mm. So um, I, I remember being in the conference room one time and we needed to do some testing out in Boston. Um, and everyone's just too busy. And my manager at the time looked at me and said, will you go? Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. right. Yeah. That's and right. because of the coaching in the program, the structure of the program, my mentor, the manager, the executive sponsor, people telling you, I believe in you, you, you have this. Mm. So you step in, like, yeah, I'll go. Right. Um, Chula, can you, you mentioned know your product. Can you just give us some examples of some of the products that you have worked on? Um, and maybe just a little bit about what Ingersoll Rand and Train, what, what kind of products are produced there? What do the companies do? So with Ingersoll Rand, I work with the Power Tools Group. We, we um, build precision wireless tools. So they use this in the car industry to assemble cars. Um, just position exactly, safety is key. So we have electronics in this tool that can tell the torque when, uh, if a bolt is tightened in a car, we know exactly what date it was done, what torque was on it. So if there was, um, a, a, if there's a requirement and it's missed, we have that record. So I worked with the Power Tools group where we worked on the tools and the controllers. When mm -hmm. I joined um, Ingasol and one of the projects I worked on joining was adding Bluetooth capability to our tools. Mm -hmm. So at the time, most tools were coded, uh, or Wi-Fi was Zigbee, but we had to change a microcontroller in the, in the display board to enhance Bluetooth capability, and people could walk around the factory and use drills and get their data um, in their system. And then I also worked on the, the wireless side of it. So there was a progression adding Bluetooth capability, and then we move to also adding um, Wi-Fi capability on our on the position fastening tools. So I worked on that, and that was within a year of COVID hitting. And mm. when COVID came, a lot of stuff became about supporting production because we had the past shortages, and that was really my main focus um, my last few couple of years at uh, with the group, which is also technical because you have to validate new components um, you, the contract manufacturers can find the parts that they are used to getting when they get there. There's just the shortages, long lead times on this component. So as an engineer, you have to now say, okay, what's available? You look at the schematic, you look at its own um, properties and, okay, and, and make a, a suggestions for an alternate. So that was constant between technical working with the contract manufacturers, procurement, buyers, just all that picture to keep mm -hmm. production going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. And and then now that you're working, um, well, actually, can you talk about us uh, the um, transition that you made going from Ingersoll Rand 
to train. We talked earlier that there was a corporate restructuring um, where there uh, the, there was a spinoff and a split. Um, when you moved to train, were you changing um, the kinds of, uh, and it's pretty recent, would, were you, are you changing the kinds of products that you're working on or is it something related to be, what you were doing before? Yes, I've changed products. So now I work on thermostats, uh, but still electronic boards. Um, but before I worked with tools, electronic boards in drills, now I'm working with electronic boards in thermostats, the thermostats you have. In mm, okay. Yeah. Um, we're just launching, I've just been part of a program. We just finished um, launching a new set of thermostats that we had to qualify new um, microprocessors on because there's a shortage with the, the current microprocessors we're using on that thermostat. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So different product, but I kind of stayed in line with uh, hardware engineering. And yeah, the move to train just a few months ago was mostly um, to stay in the technical path and have a, a, big, a better opportunity to work with my team. Um, my team at Ingersoll uh, really amazing people. My team was in New Jersey. Um, I worked from Oklahoma mm. and we were all work from home for some time and then we returned to the office. So I, I, I wanted to, Trella wanted to stay with technical and uh, just seeing that gap in terms of growing in it, um, I made the switch to train. Mm -hmm. So now you're in a place where you can get together in person with your team like periodically. Yes. Interesting. Well, that that is uh, amazing that you were able to make that transition and stay with the related company and um, now apply uh, your um, expertise to this different group of products, but with, I guess, some commonality because you're using, you're working on the the board, the printed circuit board assembly that goes inside. Um, it's a, train has a, it's a different structure, it's HVAC. So I'm still learning the whole system because okay. all those come together from the outdoor units to the thermostat inside, the furnaces. Right. They all have boards in there. They all work together. So I am coming up to speed with that. Uh, Got it. So from the power tools to thermostats and uh, H the HVAC world, product world. Yes. Interesting. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what your role is as someone who has graduated or, or you're, in a, you're part of the alumni group of people who've gone through the relaunch program? Do you have any um, contact with the people who are currently in the program and what is that community like? Uh, we have um, joining train, so train continued with the relaunch program. So when I joined, I found out there was a alumni community. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's really special because we've all gone through the same things, um, just trying to come back to work after. And that, that was amazing because a lot of people who helped me through my relaunch program, um, I think what they, they asked was pay forward because there's no way besides thank you, I can really thank them, you know? Um, so I just put it in mind to give back. So when I joined Train and I saw that alumni um, community, I, I, I was part of it. And fortunately for me, a new cohort started just about the time I joined Train. And mm -hmm. they were taking volunteers for mentors and people to help with mock interviews, just some amazing things they do with the program. And I signed up for it, not knowing if being a new person with Train, I'll, I'll get a chance. 
but I happen to have gotten a, a mentee in this cohort that graduates next Friday. Oh, and wow. and the coolest thing is my my mentee got an offer, a full time offer this week, and shared that with me. I, I was so happy. It felt like when I got my own offer. Yeah, <laughs> I was so happy for him. You know, uh, he did the work, but to be part of some other person's journey through relaunch into full time. Oh, Carol, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just think about um, where you were when you were at the beginning of that journey where you are now, and then you're mentoring someone who's at the beginning of their journey. I mean, it's, I, I can see how that there's something um, just really emotional about it. So. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And they get to see it. They get to connect with, I've been here, every feeling they're having, you know, you can relate with it and you just, yeah, just coach them through it and ask a lot of questions. Don't beat yourself up too much. Give yourself grace, you know? Yeah. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well, Tula, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. I wanted to close by asking you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your best piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about today? Oh, that's a good question. Um, So what I'll say is be hopeful. There's a job out there for you if you're looking for a job. Um, don't don't keep applying. Use this platform. Uh, don't lose hope. And if you're already in the job, be strong. You have what it takes to get it done and exceed your company's goals. So believe that of yourself. Believe what is told you. Um, I mean, if it's not good, use it. Uh, but don't beat yourself up. You got the degree, you've worked, you can do this again, even if it's been 30 years. <laughs> mm, I love that advice. I love that you have advice for people who are looking to relaunch and people who are already back on the job. So thank you. Chula, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Carol. I have enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for, thanks for having me and it's been good seeing you again. Yes, you too. And thanks to our audience for listening to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host. Make sure those of you who are actively relaunching go to irelaunch.com to take advantage of all the tools and resources we have there. And make sure. If you are looking right now to return to work to register on our job board. Thank you so much for joining us.